Do you know someone between 18 and 25 years old with an interest in public policy, effective civic engagement, political accountability, and Texas history? Then you've got to tell them about the Texas Scorecard Fellowship. Program details and FAQ and the application can all be found online at texasscorecard.com fellowship. Our fellowship program has three tracks, and while individuals will be exposed to all three, applicants will apply for a particular area of emphasis, writing, research, and administration and management. So apply now for slots in the fall, spring, and summer programs. Applicants need only to demonstrate a commitment to foundational conservative principles, strong character, and a committed work ethic in order to be competitive. This fellowship does not require applicants to be enrolled in a college or university, and fellows will be paid a $2,000 monthly stipend for the duration of their fellowship. At the end of the program, the ideal participant will leave equipped with the knowledge and the skills to effectively and meaningfully communicate through multiple media formats the public policy process of the state of Texas. News, politics, and special guests with a Texas twist. That's the goal of the Luke Messias Show. Our nation and state are at a crossroads, and if you're not informed, you're not equipped to make the change our community needs. Join the conversation and join the cause for liberty today. Welcome to episode 128 of the Luke Messias Show. Today we are going to bring to you um, an update on the James Younger case here in Texas. We're also going to bring to you a broader update on sexually transitioning children in the state of that, in the Lone Star State. Um, this is a topic that I have covered in depth since the beginning of our show. The very first episode we did was a conversation with Jeff Younger, and that went, well, I would say viral to the extent that I've ever gone viral. I don't, I probably haven't gone as viral as most people who have gone viral, but that particular episode got tens of thousands of downloads, hundreds of thousands of views on different platforms, millions of different eyeballs when it got covered by The Blaze and The Daily Wire. And I mean, we were on, I don't know, BBC and... Our show was being mentioned in the New York Times because this story blew up. And it was a story of a dad whose son was being sexually transitioned to be a little girl against his permission because his ex-wife has been sexually transitioning James Younger since the age of three. Um, I want to kind of first and foremost explain to you what I believe and what I think the vast majority of Texans believe. In fact, what I know the vast majority of Texans believe when you pull them. We do not believe that you can sexually transition a child, period. It is not possible. No matter how hard you try, you're not going to do it. You cannot fit a square peg into a round hole. You can't fit a round peg into a triangular hole. Whatever you want to do, whatever analogy you want to use, no matter what you do to that little girl, she is still a little girl. You can block her from having puberty. You can take away her breasts as they mature. You can stick fake genitalia on her. She's still a girl and then eventually a woman. And that is the sad reality that we know. The reality being that somebody's going to have to live permanently with the consequences of hundreds of abusers in Texas who are abusing hundreds, if not thousands of children at two clinics, the Genesis Clinic in both Dallas and Houston, where over a thousand children 
I mean, we've seen like the growth charts on how many children they're treating. There's not a lot of transparency, so we have to kind of take the numbers that we do get and kind of make some conjectures. But it's definitely in the upper hundreds, probably well over a thousand. It's probably well over a thousand children in Houston and Dallas that are being sexually transitioned, mostly by consenting parents. The James Younger situation has gotten more attention because there's this disagreement and there's these court battles. And we're going to get into those details in a second, but understand that the vast majority of children that are being transitioned in Texas are being, are being transitioned by consenting parents, by a sick psychologist, by some messed up doctors, and they are all coming together and conspiring to abuse these children, to try to make these children something that they are not. We've brought to you not only conversations about the Younger trial, but we've even brought you a conversation with a CPS advocate who was supporting a family who was reported to CPS because they weren't transitioning their 15-year-old autistic child who thought that he might be a woman. He is not a woman. He is not a girl. But the fact that they simply encouraged him in who he was, I love and believe you I love you for who you are. I'm going to support encouraging you into who you are. That put them into a CPS investigation where Greg Abbott's Child Protective Services was investigating them, was treating them like potential criminals for believing that boy means boy and girl means girl. That is the Texas we are in today. This pressure is mounting. Don Huffines, Alan West... Chad Prather, Republicans in the Senate, Dan Patrick, other state representatives have all said we need to end all we need to end the sex change surgeries and the puberty blockers. And we'll get to the psychology in just a second. Greg Abbott came out on Mark Davis's show several weeks ago and said, Oh, well, the votes aren't there to pass it in the House. That's why I haven't put it on the special session call. Greg Abbott has called a special session and he's put, I don't know, 13, 14, 15 items on the special session call, but he is not placed on the call, legally passing a prohibition on blocking a child's puberty so that they can become something they're not. He has not put on the call, ending the barbaric practice of permanent sex change surgeries that are happening on 15 and 16-year-olds in Texas. He won't do it. And he came out and said, well, the reason I won't do it is because the Texas House won't pass it, which is a total cowardly statement. But then he said, hey, I'm going to do something to fix it. And we're going to tell you what he just did. <clears throat> So this is a problem, and it is happening in Texas, and we are witnessing it happen, and I have tried to bring all of y'all as much information as possible so that you know all that is happening and why it is so important. Texas is at the tip of this spear. I believe that. We can be. It, it, it means that if we actually decided to address the issue and call out the abusers for who they are, we could permanently shift the dialogue in this nation because I promise you the left is winning every single day this is not outlawed. Every single day that we don't put these people behind bars, the left is winning. Period. They are marching our nation and marching this state, my state, and your state further and further and further left. Every day they're winning just a little bit more. They're indoctrinating the kids within many of the classrooms. They have won a lot of these institutions of higher education, of media. This is happening. 
So what has happened to the James Younger case? If you followed it at all, a judge recently ruled in Dallas that James is going to permanently be held in the custody of his mother. And the judge ruled that uh, Jeff, who had a little bit closer to 50-50 custody, was going to lose custody because he was um, late in his child support payment, I believe, in March. I, need to, I, I believe that is correct. So his child support payment in March was paid but paid late. Um, and so that late payment uh, has caused the judge to determine that James should be permanently put in the custody of his mother. Um, and she has complete oversight into his education. She has control of the psychology and therapy that he receives. And we're going to get into that in a second. Um, and then Jeff retains uh, rights or a necessity to give permission to get puberty blockers or the actual sex change surgery. So James can't have those two things done, but can continually to be psychologically transitioned. Now the question arises, who is psychologically transitioning James Younger? Well, currently it's a court-appointed psychologist who's meeting with him, who's only been meeting with him mostly as a girl. So James identifies as a girl when he's with his mother and identifies as a boy when he's with his father. And so the court-appointed psychologist is Dr. Susan Fletcher. Not to be confused with the Susan Fletcher, who's a county commissioner in Collin County. This is a different Susan Fletcher, I think, who also lives in Collin County. Um, and she is a psychologist. She has been appointed to several different state boards by our governor. So this is the psychologist that the court has said, you evaluate this little boy. And she refers to this little boy as his female name that is not his name, Luna. She calls this boy a girl. She is part of the abusive environment that is seeking. She is one of the abusers seeking to convince this little boy he is a little girl. She was appointed by Greg Abbott to be on the State Board of Examiners of Psychology. She was also appointed by our governor to be on the board of the Texas Behavioral Health Executive Council and the Texas Safety Commission. I want you to think about that for a second. That the Republican government run in Texas has a governor who takes this woman who believes that she can meet with a little boy in her psychology office. Her ther she, can have ther she can provide therapy to a little girl and refer to that girl as a boy and help that girl identify as a boy. And that person is being picked by our governor to say, hey, you should be on the board of the Texas Safety Commission. You should be on the board of the Texas Behavioral Health Executive Council or the State Board of Examiners of Psychology. No, she should lose her license to practice psychology. That's what should happen. Period. You can probably understand, I'm really mad about this whole situation. And it's not just the one case. It's all of the hundreds of children. If I could meet every single one of those children and I could bring every single one of their stories to you, you would be even more upset and angry about what is happening in this state. So Greg Abbott, who's refusing to let us pass legislation, 
to ban sex change surgeries and ban puberty blockers. And by the way, the other one that is not addressed in the legislation is the psychological abuse that's happening to these kids as young as three. These kids pick the wrong happy meal. And one of their parents or two of their parents say, oh, maybe Tommy's a girl. And they take him to a psychologist. In fact, Dr. Susan Fletcher, you could take your little boy to Dr. Susan Fletcher and say, we think Tommy's a girl. And Dr. Susan Fletcher, who's appointed by Governor Abbott to head up safety councils and health executive councils, is going to sit down with Tommy and start helping him psychologically transition to think he might be a girl. That is happening. And if you witnessed these situations, it would further enrage you into saying we have to do something in Texas. So Governor Greg Abbott finally comes out three weeks after saying, I'm going to do something to handle this. And all he did was he sent a letter to CPS a state agency that, by the way, under his leadership, has investigated parents for not sexually transitioning their kids. And he says, hey, would you please look into and determine if the surgery that happens on these 15 or 16-year-olds is child abuse? Now, I want you to explain what that means. We have what's called kind of the Dutch protocol in how we handle these kids now. And this is when I say we, I'm not involved in this. It's not my decision. These are the Dr. Susan Fletcher's of the world. The Governor Abbott's putting on all these commissions. These people have decided that when you have a three or four or five-year-old, you are to affirm what the potential of them being the opposite sex. And then you are to transition them. And then you have a coming out party. And you introduce your child to all of their friends as a girl even though they're a boy, or as a boy, even though they're a girl. And then you tell their teachers and their teachers. We know in Coppell ISD, these teachers are calling James Luna. They've been doing it for years. They're all complicit. They're all abusers in this situation. And so this happens at three, and by the time... Here's their problem, though. This is the... This is the, the left's problem, is that even with all that abuse... Most of these children, if they hit puberty and get through that process, will still naturally want to go back and identify as their actual sex. And so they said, fine, we need to block their puberty. Never let them hit puberty. And so that's what they do. And they start that at 9, 10, or 11. And they use a drug that was originally designed for something called, I think, precocious puberty, which is basically like, well, I don't know, one out of a million. I'm not a doctor. But a lot of kids, uh, a handful of children, very small group of uh, little girls would start hitting puberty at a very young age. And so this was designed to kind of pause that process and then let them start hitting puberty maybe a little earlier than other girls would hit it, but in a more natural way. Um that drug Luprin is now used to stop it for girls, which if you pull them off of it, m- most cases, my understanding is that they will continue to mature. Uh, with boys, it, it's more harmful. It's, it's, that pretty much is the permanent mutilation because once you put them on it, uh, we don't have cases of them being brought off of it and then them actually hitting puberty and maturing, meaning you prevent them from ever hitting puberty whether or not you have permanent surgery on them. So then they do that at 9, 10, or 11. And then when they're 14 or 15, they do a permanent mutilation surgery where they replace what they have with something manufactured. So all this is happening. And imagine you were seeing this atrocity and you were saying, hey, 
This atrocity is happening to this group of people. They're being targeted. They're being abused. And all of this is happening. And then your governor says, hey, we're going to take care of that. And he comes out with a letter to one of his state agencies who's already part of the problem and says, hey, can you look at the most grotesque part of this that happens to him at 15? Can you look at just that little thing and tell me if you think that's abuse? And if you do, then cool. We can then say it's abuse and then that'll stop happening. Well, what about the other 98% of abuse that's happening to these kids in Texas? What about all that, Governor? Because here's the problem. We live in a day and age where all he has to do is say that and he's going to get covered. And the media is going to talk about it like he's doing something real. And it's not real. It's not addressing the problem. It's not saving the lives of these kids. This is an issue that we have to get right as Texans. We cannot afford to get this wrong. And all of those children out there who are getting abused cannot afford for us to get this wrong. And they cannot afford for anybody to live in some political realm where they simply govern off of what headlines they're going to get from Fox News and any other outlet that will act like they're doing something. We need to handle this at the actual policy level. We need to end it. We need to outlaw it. We need to make it clear. And the longer we take to do so, the more kids out there will be mistreated. I promise you that. It's happening every day. And the longer we take to do it right, the more the left's going to win ground. The more children's lives are going to be affected. This is probably one of the most important battles of our lifetime. And uh, I think Texans are up for the fight, but I will tell you, you have to understand that if you know your Republican elected official, they're not ready for the fight. There are just a handful that are. A handful. We have to do better. Thank you for tuning in this week. Um, I haven't asked for ratings of this show in a while, so I'm just going to kind of plug that if you have not signed up um, and just rated our show on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to this, please do so. I was meeting with several different people in the North Texas area uh, just the other week and a handful of them who I did not know well um, had listened to the show and and followed on a regular basis. It was very encouraging. Um, I can't tell you how encouraging it is when I get feedback like that in different rooms across Texas from people who say, hey, I listen to your show. Um, Just knowing that there's an opportunity to educate and inform and empower more people in the Lone Star State with the information they need to decide how they want to take ownership of the future of the state we love, of this community that we've been placed in, that we have an opportunity to shepherd and govern. And right now we're failing. And if you don't recognize we're failing, then you're definitely not going to fix it. And that's the problem with most of the politicians. They're just, they can't admit that we're failing because they would take that as a personal assault to their failures. So then they go, well, I'm not going to say we're failing. We're doing really good, but you know, there's a handful of things we might be able to do better. No, that's not where we're at. Not when this stuff is going on in your backyard. God bless you and God bless Texas. Thank you for listening to The Luke Messias Show. This program is brought to you by Scorecard Media. Check out texasscorecard.com to read up on all things Texas. Scorecard Media has other podcasts as well. 
Yeah, they're not as good as this one, but you should still check them out. Honestly, though, visit TexasScoreCard.com to see all the content they're producing on a daily basis. If you'd like our podcast to grow, please consider subscribing to the show on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review. That helps others find the content we're producing. Thank you. God bless you and God bless Texas. Texas.